Welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, and today we're doing sort of a two-part series. So today is part one and Thursday's part two, all about drinking alcohol, how that relates to your health, being sober curious, and everything in between. And so today I brought on my friend Haley. Haley is a cycling instructor, so she's very much involved in her fitness and also her spirituality. And she decided to give up alcohol for good. It wasn't pushing her closer to any of her goals. If anything, it was just holding her back which I'm sure you've been able to relate to, even if you wouldn't like to admit it. And so we talk all about today, her decision of giving up alcohol. And then on Thursday is when we talk about how to actually incorporate it while still being health conscious, thinking about your goals, all of that. So before we get started into this week's episode... I want to make sure that you are a part of this Girls Gone Healthy community. You know, this podcast is only a small part of it. So I want to make sure that you are checking us out on Instagram. It's at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. So you can get all the updates there. You can, you know, see more resources as I share them throughout the week. Also, we have our Facebook community where, you know, you can hold each other accountable, post questions for each other. That's at Girls Gone Healthy, healthy tips in your 20s. And then also make sure you're subscribed. You know, I come out with episodes twice a week, every single week. So subscribe, come check us out. All of the links will be below. And I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Haley, I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Yes. Yay, Emily. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah. So you know, I want to hear more about your background and your fitness story, but basically You know, I really wanted you to join us today because I know that you've been really vocal recently. It was your one year mark of being completely sober. So I would love to hear a little bit more about your background. Gosh, I don't know where to start. So I guess I'll kind of just like backpedal to when I was in college. I think a lot of people listening to this could probably relate with that. So when I was in college, I was interested in fitness. I was a gym rat. Like you could ask any of my roommates. I was always at the gym. And I found myself plateauing and, you know, I was the kind of person that was so afraid to even try to like lift weights or do anything. Um, I was really anxious back then and super insecure. So I would literally just go to the elliptical for like an hour and I'd think about, "Mm, should I try that? And then I would get scared. I would say, you know, I'm just going to leave, whatever. So that was like holding me back in a sense. But I think the biggest thing that was holding me back was drinking because You know, in college, especially in Western culture, something that I've, you know, talked about a lot on my podcast with people I've had on is like drinking is so heavily emphasized with any social gathering, anything that you do. And I was really caught in that cycle of every single weekend, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, drinking. And then on top of that is like, I don't know if people listening to this can relate, but whenever I would drink a lot, I would get really hungry at like midnight or 1 a.m. And then I'd be in my kitchen making nachos and like wondering why I felt terrible the next day. And it was just this like vicious cycle of, you know, going to the gym, thinking that I was working out, doing what I thought I needed to do. And then drinking on top of it and, you know, flash forward to my senior year of college towards the end. That's when I was my heaviest. I was also really unhappy at that time just because I didn't know what I wanted to do career wise. And, you know, as you start to graduate, you're like, what am I supposed to do with my life? And just kind of this existential crisis. And I put on a lot of weight and alcohol was definitely a huge part of that. So, you know, once I started to kind of get into fitness a little bit more, you know, I had a, a job in corporate healthcare as um, a project management position. I hated it. 
but like my escape was the gym. So I always tell people, you know, when people would be rushing to go to happy hour, that's when I would rush to go home to get to the gym. And that's when it slowly started kind of clicking for me that alcohol didn't really like resonate anymore. And then flash forward to 2019, I had my spiritual awakenings. It's basically just, it's like a lot of pain and pressure in my life just led me to question everything um, and be like, what's the meaning of this? Like, why am I here? You know, just figuring it all out. And alcohol just slowly started to, to not really be a part of the picture for me anymore. And I remember the last time that I drank, um, it was December 30th. I was at a Zed concert with my friends in the city and we were having champagne and everything. And like, everybody was going crazy. And I just had this weird epiphany moment of like, I don't want this anymore. Like I remember drinking the champagne and putting the glass down and being like, this is it. Like I'm done. I don't want it. I don't want to feel hungover in the morning, you know, and then anxiety with hangovers. That's a whole other, you know, kind of rabbit hole. But essentially it was from that day. I literally made that decision and, um, and I haven't turned back since I haven't had, you know, any, um, any real desire, honestly. I mean, there's been a couple of times, but I've stayed completely alcohol free since then. So, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Congrats because with your story too, I noticed it's like a common story, right? Like you're in college, you're drinking, you're at work, there's happy hours. Like there wasn't anything that was like, Oh, Haley has a drinking problem. Like that's why I have to stop. But you were just like gradually over time, like this isn't serving me anymore. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's a big misconception too, sometimes in like the the alcohol free and the, the sober community is that, oh, well, you know, sometimes people make the assumption, oh, she must have, uh, you know, been an addict or gone through like recovery, um, both of which aren't true for me. But um, I think there's like a spectrum, right? There's a whole spectrum of people in the alcohol free space. And for me, it was predominantly for health reasons that I stopped. You know, I think mental health reasons too is a huge part of it. Like I said, anxiety with hangovers was something that was really a a challenge for me. So that's kind of why I want to speak about it is like, I realized, you know, about six months through, I stumbled upon, you know, a bunch of alcohol free communities on Instagram. And I was like, Oh, there's actually, you know, other people that are doing this too, you know, that aren't necessarily resonating with like the 12 step program or addiction. And so yeah, I just wanted to kind of speak out about it, because it's really like transformed my life. And, you know, I think I'm the healthiest now not having it. So, yeah. So I'd love to hear more about like how you're feeling now. How's it been going? Like it's been a whole year. How's that transformation been? It's been great. Honestly, I, man, I think back to like when I used to drink and I, like I said, I really held myself back at the gym. I think that was a huge part of it too, is because I would be so hungover, you know, in college, like the day after, and I'm like, okay, I'll just go to the gym. I'll just, you know, go on the elliptical, whatever. And then the hangover anxiety as a part of that too, not wanting to try anything else. So, you know, it was just kind of keeping me in this stuck place and, um, not having it now. I'm, my sleep has improved tremendously. My resting heart rate's gone down. I've been able to do more physically than I ever thought that I could. Like I was training for a half marathon at the beginning of quarantine, but my knee decided to start acting up. So I had to stop, but yeah, overall, um, I just feel like it's been a lot easier for me to, to stay on track with my fitness goals and to not have like the slip up because a huge thing for me too, with, with drinking was that I, it was like this switch would flip for me to just want to snack and eat and like eat and eat and eat, you know? So that I think is a huge deal is just not having that anymore. And even the mental clarity that's come with it. I think that's such a huge part of it that people don't really talk about a lot is that inner change that happens, you know, the sense of confidence. I've never had such a strong sense of my own self-worth and like confidence truly now not having it, realizing that I don't need it to, you know, be accepted or to have fun or to 
loosen up or whatever, like I'm good just as I am. Um, and that's something that I never really, you know, had believed about myself until I didn't have it. Yeah. I'd love to talk more about that because, you know, with the fitness aspect, that's kind of easier to see, right? It's like, okay, well, less calories, less snacking, like more sleep, you know, like that's kind of more obvious, but then yeah, the second shift that you're like, maybe I didn't even realize was going to happen this mental clarity, your mental health. Like, can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, I didn't honestly, you know, it's funny. I sort of started it as a resolution. I mean, my anniversary is December 31st and I'm weird like that. I just wanted to start it a day before. I didn't even realize that it was going to be a lifestyle change for me. I thought I was maybe just going to try like a dry January and, you know, see where it went. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like what you can learn about yourself by not having alcohol in the picture because alcohol is such a distraction, right? I mean, temporarily for some of us, when we drink, it helps us like alleviate anxiety or it kind of will momentarily mask some things that we're like burying deep within us. But when you don't have that, right, especially through this pandemic, like this has been such a challenging time and it's kind of forced me to like sit with myself and be like, okay, you know, what have I been led to believe about myself this whole time, you know, especially being out of the party culture too, because with the lockdown, I think it's made it a lot easier, you know, being at home. But in a sense, like I said, it kind of forces you to face your shadow of like, okay, why, why did I feel like I needed to drink in the first place? Like, what was I, what was I needing it for? And when I started to kind of like pick away at those beliefs, I realized that it was really just stemmed in like a lack of self-confidence And just feeling the need to have it in a social situation, like I said, to, you know, seem fun or, or anything like that. So by not having it, it's allowed me to kind of just build confidence on my own and, and realize that I don't need it. And I'm so good without it now. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, trade it for the world. Yeah. At first, how did you deal with those, like, you know, kind of like pressures of friends or gatherings, you know, because there's always some excuse to drink, right? Like that no matter what you're celebrating, there's always an excuse to add on drinking. And so how have you dealt with that? Yeah, well, that's, that's a huge point. First and foremost is like, everything nowadays is an excuse to drink, like literally everything. If you think about, especially for people our age, it's so popular. Like even if you just hang out with your friends, you drink, you know, you go to the beach, you go watch The Bachelor with your girlfriends, like you drink wine, like there's literally drinking around every single social situation. So it was it was hard at first. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it was super easy. Like it is awkward. I remember, you know, when I first stopped drinking, I almost felt like ashamed of it. Like in a weird way, I just, you know, I really kept it to myself. It wasn't until I think of my six month or maybe even nine month mark that I started openly talking about it on social media. Like nobody really knew aside from like my close friends and family. But what I've realized is that if, if there's people in your life that really care about you and they're really a good friend or family member, like they'll understand your decision. Like I went on a vacation back in February of last year. I didn't drink the entire time. The rest of my family drank. That's another thing too. I don't have a problem with people drinking around me. I just say, you know what? I'm good. I don't need anything. And they respected my decision. And I think something for people listening to this, if they're thinking about, you know, potentially cutting it out is, you know, your mind will play tricks on you because I had that anxiety in my mind of people thinking, you know, I would be like a freak or they would think I was, you know, not fun anymore for not drinking, but it's actually been the opposite. I've had so many people reaching out to me now, like saying, Hey, that's so cool. You know, that that you don't do that. Like, I want to try to do that. So that social pressure is there, you know, it's a lot of it, I think is in our mind, we kind of just like build up this idea in our head that all of a sudden we say, oh, we don't want to drink and nobody's going to want to be friends with us anymore, you know, which is like ridiculous. But, you know, to go off of that, if you have the right people around you, they'll support your decision. And something else I've learned too, is that like, 
you kind of learn to examine your friendships too. Like I've had some friendships fall away, but I realized there were people that I was only friends with because I would talk to them drunk at a bar, like, you know, waiting to go to the bathroom. But, you know, the people that are really meant to be in your life and that, you know, care about you, support you, like they'll stick around and they, they should support it. Yeah. Cause like you're saying, you know, you went on vacation with your family and it's like, if you're on vacation with them and for some reason they had an issue with you, like turning down a drink, it's like, okay, something else is going on here. Right. Like it shouldn't like, that shouldn't be a factor of why you hang out with me or not. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's so many other things to do and so many other parts of ourselves that don't involve alcohol. Right. You can literally do so much. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, we get caught up in that idea that we like need to have it. Honestly, if you're insecure about it, if you're going to a party or something, just hold a cup in your hand, like, and just who cares what's in your cup, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've gone through periods where, you know, I wouldn't say I'm completely sober, but that I have like cut it out for a month or three at a time. And I think that, you know, I kind of experienced what you did where a lot of it is in your head. Like, it seems like something scary. You're like, well, what happens at the wedding? What happens at this situation? Right? Like there's all this buildup, but then it actually happens. And then you don't drink for it. And you're like, oh, that was kind of easy. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's really a buildup in your head that I think is a mental barrier you have to get through. Oh my God. So much of it is a mental barrier. And I think the coolest thing too, is like when you go to these events or you go to parties and stuff, like you don't have a hangover in the morning, you're going to wake up feeling totally fine. And you can have like seltzer with a lime in it at the party. And nobody has to know what you're drinking. You know, if you're at a point where you're not really comfortable, you know, telling people yet that you're alcohol free or whatever, like I said, just hold something in your hand. I think even that like gesture of holding something in your hand is such a mental thing too, is just like a safety blanket almost. But yeah, it's a lot of it is a mental barrier. And a lot of it is in your mind because it's really not as bad as it seems. Yeah. And kind of what you did too, you know, you didn't tell people that you weren't drinking at all till like nine months in. So you can even approach it as like, guys, I'm not drinking tonight. Or I'm not drinking like at this occasion, not like, oh, I'm alcohol free and like, you know, kind of like set yourself up for this big goal. It's like the baby steps, which you saw success in. Yeah, that is so true. That's such a good point. Like, I even know too, in the alcohol free space, at least, you know, on social media and stuff, there's a lot of people that follow accounts like a thousand hours dry. If you're listening to this, um, I had them on my podcast, uh, the owner or the founder, she was great. But a lot of people will just make accounts, you know, that don't show their face or their name just to be connected with that community and like have that sense of community. And like you said, don't put the pressure on yourself. Like I didn't realize when I first started that this was going to become a lifestyle for me. I just was like, "Mm, let me see where this goes. And like you said, just say, you know, I'm not drinking tonight and nobody needs to know the reason why. And if you like it, cool. You know, if you don't, then, um, then don't put that pressure on yourself. Like you said, baby steps, take it a day at a time. Yeah. And then on the topic of baby steps, did you ever try to like limit your amount of alcohol before this? Or was this something that you just kind of went at cold turkey and was like, let's see kind of what happens? Um, so it's weird. So I used to drink like very heavily in college to be completely honest. But then once I graduated, it was, it sort of lessened a little bit, but there were still times where it was like the rare, like the times that I would drink, I would drink like a lot at once rather than, you know, how some people say they would have like a glass of wine every night. Like I was never that kind of person. I was more so like when I would drink, it was like a lot, but then the more I got into fitness, once I started uh, becoming a personal trainer and just like educating myself more about like the body and everything, Um, I started to kind of cut it back a little bit. So I think that was like the first wave of it was I tried moderation first, you know, for a little bit. And I just, I still just, I felt like it was holding me back. I just didn't really feel like it resonated with me. 
And so even before that night, that Zed concert, like I said, the last night that I drank, I think before that I had only drank maybe like three times in a span of like three months. So I definitely tried like moderate drinking before then. And I just was like, I don't even like, why should I even bother? Like for me, I'm just, you know, um, moderation doesn't really seem to be something that resonates. Yeah, no, it does. Cause you know, you were like cutting it out, cutting it out, but then you're like, even just this little bit, it doesn't align with like what you're doing, what you're looking for. So yeah, you just kind of cut it out after that. Yeah. Cause even with like those little, you know, moderate, moderate drinking, if that's what you want to call it. Um, I still would feel like gross afterwards. Like I would still wake up, you know, wine has always given me headaches. I don't know why I think maybe it might be sulfites or something, but I've always gotten headaches. You know, I just feel like groggy, like just, I just, I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know? So here we are today. I don't, I haven't had a single sip, like I've said. Um, and I know for some people, moderate drinking is great if that's what they're interested in. But at least for me, I've just found that just having it out altogether is the best for me mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. That's awesome that you, I mean, you learned that about yourself and now you're in a better place just one year later. So that's awesome. Is there anything that you've learned throughout this that really surprised you that you weren't expecting going into it? A lot of things, um, you know, about myself, I think, like I said, just learning like my own sense of worth, my own sense of confidence and like actually finding myself has been a huge part of it. Cause like I said, when you're forced to just sit with your thoughts and you're forced to sit with yourself without that distraction or without that way to like cope with them, like you really have to just work through it. But the other thing that totally surprised me, and I've spoken about this before on my podcast is just the amount of support that's out there for people on this journey is mind blowing to me. I had no idea. I was like six months through. And I think I just searched one day alcohol free on Instagram and I was blown away. And there's some of the most supportive people that you will ever find. I'm telling you right now, if you're thinking about ditching alcohol, there are so many resources out there, so many people to support you. And I had no idea. I thought it was more so just like sobriety for people that had, you know, been an addict or in recovery. And that wasn't something that really personally resonated with me. So that's why I think I kept it to myself for a while, because I just wasn't sure if there was anyone else out there. But that was a real shocker to me in such an amazing way, you know, is that so many people are, are doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's great to know. It's great that there's a community and support and it's not something that you have to just deal with alone and internally. So that's awesome. Is there any last piece of advice that you'd leave for someone that's thinking about making this shift? Yeah, I would say, you know, if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about ditching it entirely, or if you're thinking, if you're sober curious, you're thinking about like moderate drinking, maybe just assess your relationship with alcohol, you know, before you do that. Like, why is it, you know, why is it that you feel like you need to drink? That was a huge thing for me is like reflection um, was like, why do I feel like I need this? Or why do you feel like you don't want it anymore? You know, think about your relationship with alcohol and, and assess that and examine that and let that be sort of the thing that guides you. Like for me, I know that it was holding me back. Um, like I said, hangover anxiety was a real thing for me too. And it just mentally was just really not keeping me in a good place. And so that was a huge reason why I, I stopped drinking. And that's a huge part of why I don't drink still today. And something else to keep in mind is that your why might change over time. You know, as, as you get further and further along, it's like at first for me, you know, in the first month, my why was, oh, I just want to see where this goes. And then as time went on, it, it became a lifestyle change for me. And now it's, you know, such a part of who I am, of, of my health and my well-being and staying balanced. So know too that like over time, your why might change, but trust your process. It doesn't, it's not a one size fits all thing. Like my story doesn't have to be yours. doesn't have to be anybody else's. 
nor does your relationship with alcohol. That's something that's individual to you. So just take that time to dive inward and figure it out. That'd be my advice. Awesome. I love this. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable, sharing your story. I I think it's inspiring to hear other people that it's like, oh no, like this can be something that I just decide to do for myself. It doesn't have to be because of an external reason or because of addiction, anything like that. So um, I think this is really helpful for everyone to listen to. Where could they find out more about you, your podcast, all of that? Yeah. So, um, well, thank you, obviously, for having me on. This has been so fun. Um, If you're interested in checking me out, I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Haley Noel. You can follow me on Instagram, instagram.com slash I'm Haley Noel. And then uh, my podcast, uh, the Philosophy of Fitness podcast, it's on every platform. Um, I interview a lot of people in the sober, curious, alcohol-free space on there too, and lots of other stuff with the mind-body connection. So if you love Emily's podcast, you'll probably enjoy mine as well. So Awesome. And all the links will be down below. Thanks for joining us, Haley. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast, at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi, come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.